0: Acts of the Apostles chapter 1. I'm reading from verse 1, the message translation. Dear Theophilus, in the first volume of this book, I wrote on everything that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he said goodbye to the apostles, the ones he had chosen through the Holy Spirit and was taking up to heaven. After his death, He presented himself alive to them in many different settings over a period of 40 days. In face-to-face meetings, he talked to them about things concerning the kingdom of God. As they met and ate meals together, he told them that they were on no account to leave Jerusalem, but must wait for what the Father promised. The promise you heard from me, John baptized in water, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and soon... When they were together for the last time, they asked, Master, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Is this the time? He told them, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all over Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of the world. Bible before breakfast, Mildred Kings here. This scripture tells us the final parting gift that Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. The disciples thought Jesus was leaving behind a political kingdom, a kingdom that would fight and restore the kingdom from the Romans and hand it back to the Jews. But Jesus said, That's not what you're getting. He said, what you will get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to do even greater things than you could ever imagine. They were just thinking of a physical kingdom. But Jesus had greater plans. His plan was a kingdom that was more eternal. And he knew that they wouldn't be able to do it on their own or in their power. So, of course, his promise was the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm not telling you the time said, timing is the Father's business. What I'm giving you and what you're going to get is the Holy Spirit. But when the Holy Spirit comes on you, it will make a complete difference. And you're not just going to get this kingdom of Israel. It says, you're going to get a kingdom that will extend even to the ends of the world. Romans eight eleven is one of my favorite scriptures ever in the Bible. Maybe you hear me say that a lot. But then again, I like a lot of scriptures in the Bible. I read the King James Version only because I really like how it says it in the King James Version. It says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. I just love that dwelleth in you so it's a continuous dwelling it's not just a one-off thing the holy spirit will continue to dwell in you and you see that word quicken talks about giving life or bringing back to life so he says that same spirit because you must understand the spirit that is being given to you you must understand the spirit that you're dealing with he says that same spirit is the one that raised jesus from the dead We've had a whole week talking about how Jesus was raised from the dead and you have no idea the orchestration that had to go on for Jesus to rise up. Now it's a different thing when Jesus goes and calls somebody forth or lays his hand on somebody and they come back to life. Now Jesus himself had to deliver himself and so it was the spirit that was in him, this Holy Spirit, that raised him from the dead. And says that same spirit, not a different one, that same spirit that had the ability to raise Jesus from the dead is the same one that dwells inside of us. And says if that spirit can raise Jesus from the dead, I'm telling you, it can quicken your mortal body. It can bring life to your ordinary human body. It can make you come alive. And so Jesus in giving them the Holy Spirit was doing them a far greater favor than handing a physical kingdom to them. Jesus was going to give them a spirit that would make them alive and make them want to do great things. Listen, I know that you struggled with sin. I know that you struggled with your self-esteem. You probably even struggled with your identity. But the truth is, once the Holy Spirit comes into your life, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will make you come alive. Once that spirit dwells on the inside of you, it brings life to your mortal body. It makes your ordinary life come alive. The message translation is so beautiful when you read this scripture. And I'll read it from verse 9. The same Romans 8, but i read it from verse 9 to 11. Such a beautiful scripture. It says, but if God himself has taken up residence in your life, because the Holy Spirit is God, it says you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. So anyone, of course, who has not welcomed this invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome him in, in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all the limitations of sin, You yourself experience life on God's terms. So it stands to reason, doesn't it? That if the alive and present God, who raised Jesus from the dead, moves into your life, he will do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. He says when God lives and breathes in you, and he does, as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ. That's a good place to shout hallelujah if you ask me. Jesus was a man on earth. He came to the earth as a man. He was all man, but he was also all God. And what made him all God was the fact that he had the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him. Now I know that these days we take these things for granted because most of us have encountered the Holy Spirit, but there was a season and a time in life When the Jews did not have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was a gift given to them after Jesus had been raised from the dead. So it was new to them. It wasn't the way we now see the Holy Spirit. In fact, some of us have become so used to having the Holy Spirit and the presence of God in our lives. In fact, it has become ordinary. We now consider the Holy Spirit only useful when we want to worship, when we want to pray, when we want to preach, when we want to do miracles. But for everyday living, the Holy Spirit would tell Jesus what to do. The Holy Spirit would tell him who to heal. The Holy Spirit would give power to his words. When he said, Lazarus, come forth, the Holy Spirit was one that caused his words to create life in Lazarus once again, even though he had been dead for four days. So this Spirit of God has the power to change your life. In fact, why I love the message translation so much is that it calls it the alive and present God. The Holy Spirit is the alive and present God. He's the one that is here with us now on the earth. He's the one who shows us who God is. And that's how God is living through us. He says, God lives and breathes in you and he surely does as he did with Jesus he lives in us. He breathes in us, and you, to so believe this same Jesus, because He's still the same. He never changes. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred Kingsley. Community.